We meet today in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 to verse 36. The young man has been examining the literature of the different colleges, and the school of wisdom and the school of fools are bidding for his application. In this chapter, it is wisdom that sends out an invitation to him with a note of urgency. Pressure is put upon the young man now. The school bell is going to ring before long, and they want this young man to be enrolled. So wisdom calls to the young man. Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? Proverbs 8 verse 1. As we have seen, the young man has been lured and enticed to leave the school of wisdom. Believe me, the cults and the isms are out on the streets, and they are ringing doorbells. God's people should be out doing the same, and I'm very thankful for the very fine organizations who especially work with young people today. They are out ringing bells. They are out doing personal evangelism, witnessing. That's good. Wisdom and understanding should be putting forth their voice. Here is Proverbs 8, verse 2 to verse 5. She takes her stand on the top of the hill, besides the way, where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Proverbs 8, verse 2 to verse 5. She takes her stand on the top of the hill, besides the way, where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. I've discovered that if a person has a sin problem and will tend to Christ with that problem, it is amazing how the intellectual problems actually get solved. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. Proverbs 8 verse 6. What a picture we have here. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. Proverbs 8 verse 7 and 8. Many people talk about errors and problems in the Bible. There are several books written about problem scriptures, but the problem is not the word of God. The problem is in the mind and the heart of man. God says there is nothing twisted or perverse in the words of wisdom. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Proverbs 8 verse 9. You see, my friend, if it is really wisdom, it is going to be simple and it will appeal to the simple. And I'm thankful that God did not make the gospel appeal to people who have a high intelligent conscience. If he had, many people would be left out completely. Maybe I would also be left out. This is a message to the simple. 
and it is really a simple message. If you have an intellectual problem, my friend, with something that you read in the Bible, let me be frank with you. The problem is not with the Bible. The problem is with you. Let me refer you to the passage in the New Testament, which I think is profound, although it is very simple. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 to verse 14. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. You may be thinking, if they cannot understand because there is a veil over their minds, they are not responsible. Yes, and many people today are claiming that there is a veil over their minds and they are not able to understand the Bible. But my friend, notice what the next verse says. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Second Corinthians 3, verse 15 and 16. <laughs> what does it mean now? When it says, when one turns to the Lord, you see, well, it refers back to the last principal subject, which is the heart. It is saying that when the heart shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. You see, the problem is not head trouble. The problem is heart trouble. Let's get right down to where the rubber meets the road, my friend. Right down to where you live on your street. Don't say that there is an intellectual problem which keep you from the Lord. The problem is seen in your life. There are things in your life that you do not want to change. You are not willing to bow your heart and your head and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the problem. Notice that when the heart shall turn to the Lord, an amazing thing happens. The veil shall be taken away. The problems are resolved. The word of God is clear. The gospel message is so simple. It cannot be misunderstood. But there can be deliberate, willful resistance to the gospel. That is the problem of the heart. And the reaction to the word of God will tell a man where there is a, a believing heart or not. There are some individuals who love the word of God and the arrow of the center jumps up and down. There are others who have a pious expression, religious expression, fundamental vocabulary, but who register as dead. They actually resist the word of God. Proverbs 8 verse 10 and 11. Receive my instructions and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. This is profound. When you and I come to the place as Job did, where we get our priorities is right, when we put a proper evaluation on the things of the world and realize that wisdom is better than rubies, then we will put God first in our lives. It is as the Lord Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Matthew 6 verse 33. It is one thing to be educated, my friend. It is another thing to have wisdom. Men, jobs, 
require educational degrees and certification. And studies show that the better educated one is, the higher one's income is likely to be. However, wisdom is even more valuable than either advanced learning or the riches that it often brings. Why is wisdom worthy more than anything else one could desire? Why does Proverbs tell us that whatever we do, we should get wisdom? Well, it is because wisdom yields benefits that go far beyond material comfort and convenience. Here are the characteristics of wisdom. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. Proverbs 8 verse 12. The word of God is going to make it very clear that wisdom is a person and that person is Jesus Christ. The fear of the Lord is to hurt evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. This is something that is quite real today. It is right down where we live. Wisdom is showing. It is the character of God, and the character has been revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Evil, pride, Arrogance and an evil way are hateful to him. If we belong to Christ, we will hate these things also. Here is Proverbs 8 verse 14 to verse 16. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles all the judges of the earth. You see, wisdom makes a number of bold claims here, among them being that seeking counsel originates with her. In other words, one of the wisest things a person can do is to ask for advice and help. However, there are some important principles to follow in selecting advisors and evaluating what they say. Political parties often formulate a platform to let voters know what their fundamental beliefs and values are and where their candidates stands on certain issues. But what is the underlying platform or basis for the institution of government itself? Scripture teaches that governments ultimately derive from God's wisdom. For some, this truth may be hard to accept in light of widespread disillusionment with governments today. The decision of political leaders and government officials around the world sometimes look most unwise. Yet that does not change the fact that God established rule and authority and that all leaders will ultimately answer to him for their leadership. And as evil and foolish as governments sometimes are, the world will be in anarchy without them. Proverbs challenge government leaders to fulfill their roles with godly wisdom. They can start by fearing the Lord. Then they can be wise about who they listen to and how they make decisions. If the wisdom of God has placed the leaders in power, then it makes good sense for them to well Power according to the wisdom of God. The book of Proverbs is a good place to start acquiring that wisdom.
Proverbs 8 verse 17. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. You see, Solomon learned this early in his life. He discovered that when he sought God, God gave him wisdom. He had sought God early, as soon as he became king. He knew it was God who had given him a unique wisdom. And God is prepared to give us wisdom if we are willing to meet the conditions. A diligent study and love of the word of God early in our Christian lives. Here is Proverbs 8, verse 18 to verse 21. Riches and honor are mine. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Proverbs 8, verse 18 to verse 21. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. Yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. You see, these are not stocks or bones or real estate but wonderful spiritual gifts that God bestows upon his beloved. Wisdom now is personified in the person of Jesus Christ. From this point on, I think you will discover that the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking. Proverbs 8 verse 22 The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his ways, before his works of old. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is wisdom personified. I have been established from everlasting from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. Proverbs 8 verse 23. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. Now I have been established, is I was anointed from everlasting. This is the one who is the subject of John's prologue. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. John 1 verse 1 and verse 2. He was begotten not in the sense of having a beginning of life, but as being one nature and substance with the Father. Way back in eternity he was God, and he was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning that has no beginning, because in the beginning was the word. He was already past tense at the time of the beginning. You see, he is the one and the only one who can make this clear to us. The Lord Jesus said, No one knows the Son except the Father. Matthew 11 verse 27 We could not know the Lord Jesus had not the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit to open our hearts. A saved person can rest in and adore the person of Christ. We are living in the midst of a great unbelief in our day. But let the skeptic be skeptical. My friend, 
Our relationship is a personal one with the Lord Jesus, and he is the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. What a tremendous statement. Wisdom is Christ. Here is Proverbs 8, verse 24 to verse 28. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth or the field or the primeval dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth or the field or the primeval dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. John 1 verse 3. Now it is interesting that the scientist used it to speak of a square universe, but God has always said that it is a circle. You and I live in a world that is round, and we are going around our planetary system, and we belong to a galactic system which is a circle. All these circles are circling around. So the word of God is accurate while man is actually coming now to align his understanding with the word of God. Proverbs eight twenty-eight and 29. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Now, have you ever stood by the seashore and wondered why the water doesn't run over? Why doesn't it stay where it is? It says, he assigned to the sea its limits so that the waters would not transgress his command. That's the simple answer. God has made a law that keeps the sea right where it is. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Proverbs 8 verse 30 and 31. Here Proverbs personifies wisdom as a companion and associate of the Lord when he created the heavens and the earth. Wisdom was both a master craftsman and a delightful colleague in enjoyable, even playful work. It is easy to see wisdom's mastery as a worker. Every aspect of creation reveals infinite insight and genius. But wisdom is not all work. 
it has a playful side as well. At the creation, wisdom was God's daily delight, always rejoicing. Literally means playing before the Lord. Apparently, God enjoyed both the product and the process of creation. Like any act of creativity, forming the universe was a play as well as work. Without the Lord Jesus was not anything made that was made. All things were made by him. He is the firstborn of all creation. He is superior to all. Why? Because by him, the Father brought all things into being. For he is the uncreated God. He was rejoicing always before him. These wonderful delights and joys come to us through the amazing grace of God. How wonderful all of this is. Here is Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 to verse 36. Now therefore listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. And do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my door. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Now therefore listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my door. For whoever finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. You see, sins against here means to miss or reject wisdom. Wisdom is Christ, and there must be a love for him. For whoever finds me finds life. If you have Christ, you have life. My friend, if you hurt Christ, you love death. That is the picture that is given here. Christ is the wisdom. Wisdom is finding Christ. It is wise for you to find Christ. Rejecting Christ is folly and death. Which side are you on? You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs, so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park 1620, South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.